Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Pouring My Art Out podcast. This time, I am interviewing my friend and also a sponsor of this podcast, the Grim Reaper. That is why this episode is called An Interview with the Grim Reaper. But first, a word from a new sponsor. Why did you zip me up, zip me up, and rip me up, baby, and just pull it down? There are two kinds of guys in this world. The ones who have caught part of their private parts in the zipper of their pants, and ones who someday will catch a bit of their naughty bits in the teeth of their zippers. But there is good news. Two clever inventors, Dick Johnson and Peter Schaft, have gotten together and come up with the answer to this painful problem. Wiener Guard. This amazing device is a simple plastic disc that slips over the back of the moving parts of the zipper on any pair of pants, thus keeping the teeth of the zipper from chomping on any loose bits of tender flesh in their vicinity. Order a set of three Wiener Guards today and receive a free pair of nipple hats. Stick on protectors that keep your nipples from chafing during strenuous activities. You can find Dick Johnson and Peter Shaft products online. Zip me up, zip me up, rip me up, now you got nothing to say. Now what does this interview have to do with art, you might well be asking? And how does it get included in a podcast that is supposedly about art? These are good questions, and, as is so often the case, I have no good answers. So let's get started. Hello, Grim. How are things going? Uh, uh, okay, I guess. I'm sure people remember your advertisement on the podcast for a new business venture, the Grim Reaper's flaming whole hot sauce of doom and despair. You said if you sold enough, you would give up your regular line of work and we could all live forever. How is that going? I can't really talk about it. Ongoing legal issues. Oh, well, I thought you were pretty clear about the risks. Flaming liquids shooting out of our rectums. Yeah, I made that part pretty safe. I didn't consider the side effects of underwear bursting into flame. Oh. Ouch. So, tell me, Grim, how did you get into your line of work? Well, I started off as a minor forest god. Way back when you people still lived in caves. I guess I have you and Jimmy to thank for that. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, we sort of created religion, didn't we? Sorry about that. Yes, and you got them thinking about death and the afterlife, too. Um, well, I mean, not on purpose. That opened up a new position. The bigger gods needed someone to take away the souls. And I wasn't doing anything important, so they put me in charge. So, are you the head guy? Uh... Death-wise, I mean? No, not ever. All the time I have been doing this, in all my different aspects, I was never in charge. Different aspects? Oh, I guess you had to change as people and religions changed, right? Yeah, let's see. In ancient Egypt, I was Anubis, guardian and god of mummification and the afterlife. 
but not Osiris, Lord of the Underworld. Oh, I see. Very interesting. So, to the ancient Greeks, you must have been Charon, the ferryman of souls over the river Styx, but not Hades, king of the underworld. Hey, you know your death. Very good. Yeah, I was always pretty much a glorified garbage collector. Ah, uh, nothing personal, humans. Maybe we can say you are more like the Tooth Fairy, but with souls instead of teeth. Funny you should mention her. We used to date, you know. Wait, what? You dated the Tooth Fairy? Ha! Huh. Yeah, he dated me. And just about every other goddess that ever existed. Um, a very beautiful fairy has just popped into existence in my kitchen. She is small, she can fly, she has wings, and she glows with a golden light. Oh, well, thank you, human. Now come on, Grim. Tell him about all those girls you cheated on me with back before I got this new job. Let's see. Back in ancient Greece, when I was Hecate, he was sneaking around with sticks, the goddess of the river sticks. In Egypt, I was called Serapis. While he was busy calling on Nephthys, the sister of Osiris, who was sort of his own mother. When he was Odin to the Old Norse, taking one half of those slain in battle, I was Freya, who took the other half. He was also courting Gefune, the goddess who oversaw those who died as virgins. Funny, huh? In Old Rome, he was Vitus, the god who took the soul after death. Not Pluto, the ruler of the underworld, mind you. I was known as Libitina, goddess of funerals and burials, but he was running around with Dia Tacita, goddess of the dead. And don't get me started on his time as one of the Shinigami, a group of ancient Japanese gods of death known as the Soul Rippers, or his road trip in days as one of the Four Horsemen. Can we not do this now? I'm doing a podcast interview. From way back when we didn't have names, when we were just weird shades in the night or moon deities, or all the creatures of the darkness and scary things that the earliest people invented and came to associate with death. This guy couldn't keep it in his pants. Or toga, killed robe, cowl, tunic, shroud, or whatever. And he is no better as the creepy Grim Reaper, either. Bye. Well, uh, she's gone. But I feel like I learned a lot. Well, I didn't learn anything. Fair enough. Let's take a quick break for another commercial announcement. A few years back, a young farmer's daughter named Betty Love looked around her father's farm at all those hogs and beef cattle and decided that she just plain loved meat. She started making sausages to sell to her neighbors and the whole town loved it. Now Betty wants to spread herself far and wide, so she started the Betty Love Sausage Company. Get on the internet and get yourself some of that hot meat that Betty loves so much. And don't forget Betty loves wieners. They're a tasty mouthful. 
Lately, Betty has been jerking some meat, so if you like jerky, you're in luck. Betty loves sausage company. Let us send you the love. Betty loves sausages. Well, I think we have covered your origin story fairly completely. I think what people would really like to know is what happens to us after you take our souls or whatever you want to call them. Where do you take us? Is there a heaven and hell thing going on? Do we get born again as a new baby? Do we get punished for the bad stuff we did or rewarded for being good? Are any of the religions right in their guesses about the afterlife? Oh, I can't really talk about work stuff, sorry. That's a bummer. Can you tell me when I am going to die? No. I mean, would you really want to know? Oh, good question. I, uh... Hey, 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 Grim. It's Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. What's up? Uh, do you take imaginary animal souls, too? Uh, sort of. I mean, eventually you will end up going back in Arthur's head. Whichever of you dies first. So you end up together in the same place. Oh. Uh, should I be worried about that? Well, sort of. Oh, okay. Well, bye, Grim. Bye, Arthur. Bye, people. I guess we should start wrapping this up, Grim. Can I tell you what my guess about the afterlife is? Yeah, sure. I would love to hear it. I figure that the best option is that we get to be born again over and over. I always felt that I had an old soul, and I have met a few people, rare people, that also seem to have old souls. But if that isn't right, I don't think there is a heaven or a hell. There is just one place that everyone goes. We all end up together. And when you get there, you realize that everybody who ever lived and died could see everything you did while you lived. But see, they don't judge you. There is no punishment, really, except this. When you get there, you get a conscience, even if you had no conscience when you lived. So suddenly... All those things you justified to yourself while you were alive, that you convinced yourself were okay, are suddenly revealed for how bad they were. Now, I like to think that crazy people, you know, people who actually couldn't tell right from wrong, are given a break, a little bit, somehow. But I really like to believe that people who are just jerks or downright evil spend eternity feeling shame, guilt, remorse whatever, for all the evil they did. So lying politicians and child-molesting priests end up in their own self-made hell of guilt. Everyone who ever victimized the weak or abused their positions of trust and power feel all the pain of their victims. All the truly evil men of history are there, with their families and friends and everybody else. But they are in their own private damnation, just finally knowing what they did and how it felt to the people they did it to. Am I close to the truth? Oh man, that was deep. I just wish it really were that simple. Okay, well I guess that wraps this episode up. Thanks, Grim. My pleasure.
And special thanks to my younger daughter, Molly, and her boyfriend, Ben, for much help on this episode. And thanks again to my special guest, the Grim Reaper, who also sang the music for the Betty Loves Sausage Company commercial. Also, thanks to Grim, Jimmy, and Ben for helping me sing the song for the uh, Wiener Guard commercial. And thanks to our dog, Koa, for barking along with that. We will play you out with our commercial music. Betty Loves Sausage Company jingle and the Wiener Guard song. Bye, people. Bye, people.
Why did you zip me up, zip me up, and rip me up, baby? Then just zip it down, zip it down, put me away. And then worst of all, worst of all, didn't even get me a band-aid, band-aid, or antiseptic spray. I need love, I need help, more than ever before. I'm throbbing, but not in a good way. Why did you zip me up, zip me up, rip me up, now you got nothing to say.